0: So I'm just hitting retweet here on a on an unbelievable tweet that I caught over the weekend. Episode three ten here on after the whistle. Care to uh, care to hear what this tweet is, Greg? Yeah, go ahead. Good morning, by the way. Good morning. Hope you had hope you had a great weekend. I'm in a great mood today, as always. A lot of days that's an act, but I'm in a great mood today. Great mood today. In fact, I'm in such a great mood that as I was walking out of my coffee shop today, some guy, probably a couple of years older than I am, a few years, opens the door for me as I'm leaving. He's got on this crisp white shirt with like light blue checks, crisp, nicely tapered dress pants, blue with a nice crease down the middle. Don't see that anymore. No pleats. Nice. Nice black rogue style shoes with laces and a black belt. And I was in such a good mood this morning that as I was walking out and he held the door and I said, thank you. I said, you look good. He's like, thanks. It's like, have a good day. That's all I said. That's it. Now here I am with you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Just made the guys morning, right? Just get th- a start- fresh cup of coffee. And uh- if
0: I'm in a good mood, why can't he be in a good mood too? And not only that, why can't he get some dividends from my good mood?
1: You're a good man. I, so what were so you I, saying?
0: So, so I'm retweeting this idiotic tweet, though.
1: No, I'm, just,
0: I'm just kidding. Now listen to this. And by the way, before I get to that, thank you to all of our listeners that sent all the pictures of their buffaloes hanging on their wall i've received so many pictures of people who have stuffed their buffaloes and put put them up on their wall i love it note to hockey parents just hitting rep- repost is what i'm hitting not retweet anymore it's repost as it is now x not twitter anyway capital letters Stop carrying your son or daughter's bags with three exclamation points. Then, in small letters underneath, if they can wear the equipment, they can carry the equipment. What time was that sent
1: at? Was that like an angry? Oh, it was one o one. Were you in no, one no, at one o one in the afternoon? No, 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 no. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give you. Uh a better understanding of what yeah, was going please, on. Please do. I was at a tournament in uh, Toronto and um, I was in my car waiting for the next game for my son to play and uh, um, checked my watch and said, I think it's time to go into the rink now. So I get out of my car and you got to realize like, I mean, this rink, uh, these Canlan ranks in Toronto, I mean, they are packed. Absolutely packed. And by the way, oh. uh, side note, there was a uh, tennis tournament there. And maybe you would know a little bit more about what tournament it was. Oh, yeah. but it was, was literally right across the street. Actually, you, you can... know who won the women's side was Jessie Pagula. Pagula. Did she really? The arena that we were at, you could actually hear the you were at the one
0: near york university
1: yes so anyway side note um so the parking lot was just packed like i mean so packed so anyway i get out of my car and uh i open my uh my trunk to to get some things out of the back and i hear this mother and father just going at it going at it
0: with each other they, or with the kids
1: with each other Okay. They're going at, they're going at it. And I, and and this was, and I'm listening. I, I just stood there because I wanted to eavesdrop on what was going on because they were battling. It was about something about the game, this and that. And so I was just sitting there and I could hear the father saying, I can't remember what the, the mother's name was, but Helen, he's, he, he was like, Helen, he's 12 years old. He needs to carry his own bag. And the mother's like, but he just played a game. His (laughs) legs are tired. And he's like, he's 12, you know, and I'm sitting there watching the kid. I can hear the kid going, but dad, I'm tired right now. I just played a game. And then the mother's like, see, he's tired. You need to carry his bag. And I'm thinking to myself, I look at the kid. Kids, the kids probably five, eight, 130 plus pounds he's a big 12 year old thinking to myself what what do you mean you want your dad to carry your bag please tell, I to me. tell you this please tell me you said something papa jerry papa jerry rive never once carried my bag he's like if you're wearing yeah, that but- equipment you're carrying that equipment
0: that's what he said to me yeah okay? but our generation didn't have a choice and our generation wanted to carry our bags it was a badge of honor to carry your bag into the rink it w- i don't care how bad if it was dragging along your heels you wanted to carry that oversized yeah. cooper bag dragging it
1: into the rink not on fucking wheels not on whoa wheel. whoa whoa let's not-, not go there because that's going to be a, a, the next part of the conversation but i just want to finish
0: when I hear wheels before this is ADD quickly, when I hear wheels, I think to grassy junior high.
1: Okay. Go ahead with the mother. Okay. So, so the mother and the father were just, I mean, going at it for like a long distance, I could just hear them like not screaming at each other, but there was definitely voices being raised. And the father was just like, what are you talking about? I'm not carrying his bag. He's 12 years old. He's, he's a big kid. And the kid was such a fancy pants. Like, I mean, but my legs are sore i just i just played a game dad maybe and i i i I turned around what if he's a phenom i turned i don't give a fucking shit if he's the best player in the world okay it's not the point that is not the point i came this close and i mean i mean really close where i took a step and then stopped said this is none of my business these these uh this family will figure it out so then it sparked my interest because when i started to walk into the arena which i was probably a hundred feet away i started to realize that 70 to 80 percent 70 to 80 percent of families were carrying their kids back. I just realized, I just I just shook my head. I actually sat outside for a good 15 to 20 minutes and watched because now I was intrigued because I saw so many parents, mothers and fathers, carrying their kids back. Meanwhile, the fucking kid is almost the same size as the mother. Like, we're talking... We're talking twelve and eleven-year-old kids. Listen. So did get, you say? Listen, you say, I get it. Excuse me, man, I'm okay. I'm okay. If you're gonna carry your kid's seven or eight-year-old bag, where he's just a little wobbly and just the bag's uh, a little extra, I'm talking. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the kids, literally, that are big young men. Petey, so, do you know how many people viewed my tweet? I don't I don't know. I don't even know what that one hundred and forty six thousand people. A hundred and forty six thousand people. Any comments on it? I guess I could tons, read it if I wanted to. Tons and the majority of people are definitely in agreement. And then there's just like, but their kids just carry their bag. You know, they just played a game. They're tired. I'm like, holy shit, man. Good Lord. Now you know why the kids of today are so bloody soft. And there is a big difference. There's a big difference in the NHL. The huge difference between the kids in the NHL nowadays. And I'm not saying that they're, they're great hockey players. They're incredible hockey players, but they are soft. They are soft. That's just the way it is. It's just a different era. I understand that, but my my God, watching the parents carry their bags when the kid's almost the same size as the mother, I just don't get it. I I do I do not get it. It's like the entitlement of of these of these young kids is just insane. I I I am I really feel. Bad for this for this generation of of hockey player like i mean am hockey i nitpicking when i say that there's people that disagreed with what i was saying there are people that say well you know what if my son's hurt and uh you know listen listen dipshit if your son gets one blasted off his foot and he can't walk you might want to carry his goddamn bag do i have to explain that to you bud i see you, know, you took my it son's out god our- Carl writes,
0: who cares, really? Everyone's got their thing going on. Uh, What does it really matter if one kid does and one kid doesn't? And you wrote, who really cares? I do. Times are changing, kids are changing, and it's not always for the better. It's a privilege to play this sport. Great lessons can be learned. One is carrying your own bag.
1: Just a simple thought. I'm okay with people's opinions. You do what you want, and I know you will. But, man, I think it's wrong. Here's the best response of the day from
0: someone you this i'm going to read their profile to you because i had to go and i was going to plug the person for what they wrote because it's by far the best response so i'm reading their profile and this is what this is what comes up now you know when this person writes something it's coming from an honest place and here's why boring a bit slow slight alcoholic twice divorced bad dairy farmer worst cropper lions fan broke lazy i don't like my friends and i hate phone calls (laughs) And he he writes to you at the Instigator 76 has been carrying you for a few years now. Is that okay? So I guess the secret is out about uh, our Tuesday guest. Any idea what I'm talking about?
1: Uh, Yeah, but go ahead.
0: So Thomas Vanek, someone just tweeted to us uh, that they said, time for of thomas vanik update and thomas is now an amateur scout with the uh san jose sharks for minnesota region congratulations to him that's something we kind of knew was in the works but obviously we're not in a position to talk about because it wasn't our life that happens enough in the real world that people talk about other people's lives we don't do that here take notes he had mentioned on our show that he was talking to some teams in the Western conference.
1: So he wasn't lying. Now we know where he's landed. Yes. Congratulations to Thomas. I think this is uh this is a stepping stone for him. I, I you know, he's, he's at a point in his life that uh, I think that he wants to kind of slowly get back into the game. I think this is, um, you know, he's, He's in one of the biggest hockey markets in North America, in Minnesota. Um, there's a lot of very, very high-end players that come out of Minnesota. And, uh, you know, Mike uh, Mike uh, Greer has um, gone to Thomas because he's got a great eye for talent. It's a good pickup for San Jose. They're in a major, major rebuild. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it's going to be great to, uh, to have uh, Thomas on board.
0: Hey, listen, mastery work. I I don't even really know what the deal is going to be in its entirety. I've looked at it. It's not overly impressive, but I think the most impressive thing that uh, that took place this summer with the San Jose Sharks is the fact that Mike Greer was able to get Eric Carlson and his $10 million million of his salary. But either way, even if they're carrying 1.5 of his salary going forward, And we're able to dump 10 of it.
1: Yep. He did them a favor by getting a hundred points. Let's be honest. It couldn't have worked out any better. Put it it that way. So here, here's, here's my thought is, you know, Mike Greer understands um, that uh, this is a total rebuild. This isn't something where it's going to be some patchwork um, that he feels that he has the right amount of players to, to compete Mike Greer knows that this team is not good at all. He knows that it's going to be a long rebuild. This is not something that's going to happen over one or two or three years. This is going to be a five plus rebuild because quite frankly, they have, they don't have a lot of talented uh, prospects. They don't have high draft picks. They haven't had high draft picks because if you look at San Jose over the last two decades, they've made the playoffs more than any team in the NHL. You're gonna have to, you're gonna have to find me that though, Petey. Um, but I'm gonna go out on a limb. This is not concrete well, were, ev- were, evidence, but I will say that the San Jose Sharks um, are one of the one of the top teams in the solid National decade the last. Solid decade at least. No, no, no. I'm going back two decades. Two decades. Okay. San Jose Sharks have been one of the best teams in the last two decades. Yeah, I, I was saying, playoffs. I was
0: thinking from about 2006.
1: Yes. To yes. about 2016, 17. Yeah, so I was traded to San Jose in 2006. But before that, PD. They were good for years, years before I got there. They were they were always one of the top teams. So they've been over de- over two decades. Yeah, I forget about the teams with uh
0: Owen Nolan and Mike Ricci Yes, and, oh, they yeah, were they loaded. Had, yeah, they had some good they you had know, some good teams. They've
1: sure. they've uh they've had to draft very well with the late picks, and they've never been in a situation where they've been able to um uh have get high draft picks and we all know that the best teams in the National Hockey League are all the teams that have suffered for a number of years and we can go back to the Pittsburgh Penguins and and the Chicago Blackhawks and the LA Kings and all the teams that were really bad for a number, Toronto Maple Leafs once you get those high picks those elite game-changing picks, your organization changes. Uh, years okay. before that, no, they weren't. Just correction. Before, they started
0: getting good in 0304 because before that they were, they were, they had like maybe one good year, but then the rest of the years was all like expansion. So 0304, they were 43-21-12 and 12, and I think that's the year they traded for Thornton.
1: Okay. And then after that, uh, 0506, Secondary. So, how many years did they make the playoffs in all those years? Um, oh, I don't, I don't know. It doesn't. It looks like I think they made the playoffs every single year. One,
0: two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, probably ten. 10 or ten or eleven. Might have missed one somewhere in there. Yeah.
1: So and they were anyway. in
0: the finals. They were in the finals. They lost to uh, Pittsburgh in the finals. Remember, we had Thornton yep. on.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: So that was in 2017 or somewhere in there, 16 or 17.
1: Yes. And then that's when they kind of peaked. Yeah, they've gone on a day. De- you know, listen, I mean, they rode, uh, you know, a Patrick Marlowe. They oh, rode a Joe Thornton for a, a large number of years. They've been very, it's been one of the most competitive organizations in the in the last two decades. Oh, you know what, man? I could be wrong here. I like when you say that. I know you do. Why do you why do you say you could be wrong? Well,
0: so this is ninety-one ninety-two, did not qualify, did not qualify the next year, which is the first two years in the franchise history. Then they went conference semifinal loss, conference semifinal loss, did not qualify, did not call qualify. Uh first round loss, first round loss, second round, first round, second round, round, second round missed conference finals lost second round second round second round second round conference finals conference finals all right Restra- Sparris. get to the point they were they've been a they've been a great franchise from pretty <laughs> much like the second they just haven't won that's why you never put them in great franchise status
1: so i'm looking up something right now and looking
0: at this by the way sorry to just interrupt you
1: it's a shame they haven't won.
0: Yes. With all of this success and the teams that they've had and the players that they've had go through that organization, you, you, it totally just flies under the radar of the San Jose Sharks. Because you know what I still think about when I think about the San Jose Sharks? It's Pat Falloon. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, second overall, Pat Falloon. And, uh... Anyway. Anyway, um, I, I, I'm just looking at this. Since 2000, since the 1999-2000, the Tampa Bay Lightning have had the most wins by a team in the playoffs. Since when? Since 99-2000. Okay. Okay. And they've, 2000, won, they've won three Stanley Cups in that time.
0: Start 2000-2001. What well, might still be the same, but they've won three cups, but start 2000, 2001. The
1: next team is the Pittsburgh Penguins. Okay. Yeah, Who cups. has won three Stanley Cups? Then. Can I guess the next one? No. Chicago San Wild Jose Wilds. Sharks are third. Oh, wow. After that is the Avalanche. After that is the Bruins. Wow. After that is the Red Wings, Devils. So you so you you get the Devils are are just behind that. Um, Where are so the Blackhawks? The Blackhawks uh, were they they've had eighty nine playoff wins. The San Jose Sharks have had hundred and four since two thousand. So what I'm trying to say is this. The San Jose Sharks have been competitive for two decades, and now they're in a situation that they know that the only way for them to get back to the glory land is through the draft. It's not about going out and spending more money on unrestricted free agents. It's about building through the draft. Every competitive team has to build through the draft. And right now, Mike Greer in the San Jose Sharks, he just finished his first year with the Sharks, and they they ended up picking what in the draft, Petey? San Jose in this year's draft? Fourth. They pick fourth, or Montreal picked fifth, so they pick fourth. So they're in a situation where they need four more years of top five pick. You need four more years of a top five pick. So it's going to take time in San Jose. It's the only way is to trade off assets like an Eric Carlson. Okay, trade off assets like him. Lower your budget. Well,
0: some people then, think that that San Jose might have gotten the second best player in the draft. Who was that? They got uh, the the
1: the kid from the NDP. Whoa, Smith, Bill Smith, William William Smith. Yeah he's listen i mean he's a, he's a extremely extremely talented forward and i don't think and the nice thing about him is i don't think that they need or want him in the lineup they're not looking to get him in the lineup they're looking for him to continue his growth they he, he probably won't even touch the san jose lineup for another 2 years and that's absolutely fine yes it is fine. it is fine because they're not looking to be competitive. Like San Jose, like they're not looking to be highly competitive. Now, that may sound kind of ridiculous, um, but they're not going to be a competitive group. And they don't want to be a competitive group. They want to be in the, uh, the bottom five in the league. It's well, not like know, they're going to tank. All these young
0: prospects, is there a phenom in the next year's draft that they could be targeting?
1: Well there's a kid out of there's a is kid there a tank, out of Ontario.
0: Is there a tank worthy player? Mm,
1: I wouldn't say I, I wouldn't say tank worthy player. There's there's uh I don't know, um I just know that there's a uh, there's a kid named uh I think his name is Michael Misa from uh he played in the OHL this year. I think he was exceptional status like a like a Connor McDavid and a Steve Stamkos and uh you know guys like that um and he's supposed to be a pretty talented kid out of out of uh out of the Ontario hockey league but who knows I mean supposedly there's gonna be a I lot was, of kids
0: I was talking to uh Luke and he was telling me there's a kid going to B U that's supposedly touted as a number one overall pick. I uh his name is Celebrini. He just messaged me back look him up right now. You never heard of this kid Riv? Uh, I haven't. Okay. Well, he just did. Mac Celebrini.
1: Okay. Looking at him now. Boston University. And uh, Canadian kid this year played for the Chicago Steel of the USHL. He's from Vancouver, British Columbia. 5'11", 180 pounds. He is projected to be first overall. There you go. You learn something new every day here on After the Whistle. So he played for the Shattuck Saint Mary's eighteen U Prep team. Is basically one of the best
0: prep I teams. If you nine there. I think number nine is the big number there, isn't it? If you wear nine, you're the star. I think Crosby wore nine. I think all the nine. I think all the stars at Shattuck wear nine.
1: Oh yeah, okay. that's what
0: I. I feel like that's what I heard. I think this this kid was was sixteen, playing in the USHL, and he had in fifty games he had forty six goals, forty assists. That's mind boggling. Is it? That's that's. How listen, good, okay. So how good is the USHL? I I, I honestly don't know. When someone the, says the
1: USHL to... is very 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 close to major junior hockey. Okay, so so how... major junior hockey meaning the OHL. The WHL and the Quebec Major Junior League. Those are the three big um Canadian junior leagues. Those are the top. That's the top of Canada's junior leagues. And in the States, the top league is the USHL, where this young man played. So for him to come in at 16 Why is and he score 46 from Vancouver goals. To Chicago? He wants to go to college hockey. He's a Canadian kid, does not want to go into the, uh, you know, the the WHL ranks. So he comes to the States, plays in the USHL. He's now committed to, you know, Boston uh, University, and he'll probably be going there, you know, maybe not this year, but the year after, once he's done high school.
0: Why didn't he go play major junior in Canada?
1: That's what I want. To I don't, well, let me ask you this. Okay, Would so you he, want your yeah, son yeah. No, to play and no. travel no, in the in, right.
0: in the WHL? Fine. You're right. But I guess if he's going number one overall, don't you know that when he's 16 that he's, he's that good? You know, like before his draft year, even going in before he even plays a game at college, he's touted as a number one overall pick. Why is he not playing major junior? That's the he's, he's playing, the playing in the USHL.
1: Track to to give you an understanding i was looking at last year's team for the chicago steel which is where um this uh, celebrini played last year as a 16 year old kid um the next the next six players in the lineup points wise the next six guys five of them were drafted to the nhl five of them so you get an understanding of this league is an incredible feeder league to the nhl so why wouldn't you want your son or you know to play in this league at 16 years old 50 games played 46 goals 86 points is mind-blowing OK, for, and I'm, glad I asked. I'm glad I asked because if, yeah. if I were
0: a dad right now with a kid in hockey, these are the kind of questions I want to ask if I didn't know the path. If I had a kid in hockey, I'd probably be able to steer him if he was good enough and, you know, help guide his way. These are the questions that parents need to have asked and answered because there are a lot of people out there looking out for their best interest. And there aren't many people that you can trust. I don't give a shit who you are. That's not a cynical way of thinking, and that's not an overprotective way of thinking. That is just an experienced way of thinking that you can't trust anybody.
1: There's a lot of fibs being told to these, these uh, families and kids. They're going to tell you what you want to hear. It's a big business nowadays. It's a really big business, and and families, I can understand um, their con- their concerns about maybe not being touted or having the exposure that they need or having someone in their court to represent them to others and people families panic families panic over it and it's not the it's not the high end kids it's not the elite of the elite of the age group that 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 are worried they don't worry at all i'm talking about the mid range upper level kids where they're just, they're they're doing whatever they possibly can and spending whatever money needs to be spent so their son will have an opportunity to be seen or have a good, you know, something good said about them. So you can have an agent go and make phone calls to certain teams and saying, what do you well, think of my per- son?
0: And all things even more bizarre than that. We We talked about the story yeah. of the, the kids in Toronto, who you know, whose parents dra- uh, pay these OHL teams thirty up to thirty thousand bucks to draft their kids in late rounds, because it, it goes a little further with their recruiting in the U.S. Like it's just, it's listen, as as you can say what you want about how messed up it is, how does that idea even get put into a parent's head?
1: Is my question. There is a struggle in this game today, and um, there is uh, there is a lot, and I mean a lot of money spent on um, dreams that will never be fulfilled. And I just think uh, there's there's nothing wrong with giving your your son or daughter opportunity. But I mean, when you're, when you're breaking the bank financially, I think you really need to take a step back and reevaluate what you're doing. But I, I really do feel for, for parents nowadays, hockey is a very, very expensive sport, especially at the upper, at the upper levels, like the elite level of the sport. It is, it is ungodly how much people, how much money people are spending, whether it's on just their team and their travel. And then, you know, people have advisors and then people have training trainers throughout the entire summer, which is sometimes three, four times a week. You're spending, paying for that. Then you're paying for a private session for, for maybe a, a power skater or a figure skater. Then you have ice time and all this just adds up and uh there are a lot of empty bank accounts and i feel for parents i really do feel for parents because they feel that they're doing the right thing um and they're they're truly giving everything they can to their 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 kids but at some point there needs to be some uh you just need to kind of take a deep breath and understand that you know it's not always about how much money you spend on your kid. I was, I was looking at a site, you know, a little earlier this morning, cause I was just kind of a curious kind of looked, uh, my thought was to look up where the experts see the sabers moving forward. And I looked, uh, you know, for, for the seat before the season starts, the seasoned rankings, Power rankings. Where do the Sabres fit in the power rankings to start the season? 32 teams. Where are they? are they? You're talking in the league or in the conference?
0: In the league. Oh, well. Okay. So can you just count how many teams are in the East before them? And I'll tell you where they fall in the East based off that list. Because I don't want to factor in West because, I mean, I don't know. But in the in the East, I would say they are the 10th favorite.
1: Okay. So I'm going to do this. So this is where we're at. This just is, the, these, this is the, the way too early 2023-24 power rankings. Way too early. And I agree with that. Okay. It was done back in... You know the uh, the if end. Boston's in the top ten in the East. Then these are way too early. Okay, so the first one is the Golden Knights. Agree or disagree? Just name the East. Uh, the West. Okay, Golden Knights.
0: Uh, I'm just going to say we're, we're total- going from top disagree, to bottom.
1: Disagree. Disagree. You don't. You don't think they're going to
0: be. You don't think they're a top team in the league? I didn't say I don't think they're a top team in the league. The number one spot doesn't mean that's the only top team. That's the top team. Okay. But I don't think they are the top
1: team. So you don't believe that Golden Knights will be first as of right now if you look at their team.
0: We're not going to dissect everyone, are we? I'm we're not going to. Find out no, where the we're not. Are. So
1: here we are. Golden Knights, number one. Number okay. two are the Edmonton Oilers. Okay, still a West. Three is, is uh, Avalanche. Number still four is the Devils. Number Devils, five number is the Hurricanes. Okay. Okay. I agree with all five. I think any one of those five teams could end first with the president's trophy, but moving on number six is Dallas. Number seven is the Panthers. Number eight is Boston. Number nine is the Kings. Number 10 is the Rangers. Do you have any thought on those? Uh, Yeah. Boston. Okay. You think Boston will be lower? Yes. Okay. And I, and anyone else?
0: I wasn't listening. I was only listening to these teams. Okay. Um, so, uh,
1: uh, stars, panthers boston um kings and rangers so is that four or five eastern teams that have been mentioned now five well i have the panthers not that high i don't think they're that was as much as as much as they're they're gonna be uh they, they they went to the finals last year and they played really well can't take that away from them but I will say this, the Panthers are not the seventh best team in the league. And that's just my, my my own opinion. I think they're they're definitely um not in the top 10. But moving on, I have or it has the Maple Leafs, the Tampa Bay Lightning, 12. The Sabres are 13. Flames 14, Kraken 15. Okay, so the Sabres are eighth
0: eighth ranked east team which i think is i think is right around where they belong it would be yep. interesting to see who's next i would guess
1: ottawa or detroit I'm trying to think of who else has been forgotten so like i said you have the maple leafs the lightning the sabers the flames and the kraken are the next five so next to that is the wild senators Detroit, Islanders, and Pittsburgh.
0: I think Pittsburgh, Again,
1: Pittsburgh's not
0: getting enough respect. This is well, all Pittsburgh paper. made a trade
1: and just got arguably the best defenseman in the league who just got 100 points and 25 goals. So they picked up a lot. They did a lot this offseason. They did a lot. They're going for it. They understand that the life expectancy of Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, Rust you know get sold could you
0: imagine if Kyle Dubis leaves the Leafs and if he wins before the Leafs do.
1: When you have Malkin, Latang, Crosby, these players are are mid or older, 36, 30, you know, 36, 37, they've had a lot of miles on their body. These are these are players that came into the league when they're 18. And 19, and they've been playing a ton of hockey ever since. Um, So it's going to be interesting. My only concern is they're going to run out of gas at the end of the year when it actually counts. So it's number one, it's so difficult to make the playoffs in today's NHL. But then you have to have, you have to be healthy. If you're not healthy, man, that just sets you back so much when you're in the playoffs. I think that I think the the Penguins are going to be a strong team, a tough team to play against this year. But it's going to come down to if uh, they can keep healthy, because I think they could be a top ten team in the league this year if they're healthy.
0: That's a wrap on another episode of After the Whistle. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter after the whistle and at Craig Rave fifty two at the Instigator seventy six.